good morning, church. Let me turn this mic on. I think it's on. Am I on? Good? All right. Well, hey, it's good to see y'all here this morning. And I, I know some of us are feeling the VBS threat lag, and, and we're gonna, we're, we'll be all right, though. So uh, we're in for a special service, I believe, as, as students have the opportunity to share their testimonies about camp. And also, you'll see in your bulletin, too, a couple of, well, they're congregational songs, but uh, one of our students will be leading those songs as we will sing with her in those. And uh, before we get started, let's just uh, start with prayer, all right? Father, we thank you for this time that we can worship you freely. We thank you for sending Jesus down on the cross for our sins, and we thank you that uh, you uh, saw us in our brokenness, and you did not let us stay, but you sent Jesus to rescue us. God, thank you for saving us. Thank you for helping us in our time of need. God, I pray if there's any here today who have never accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior. God, I pray that through the testimonies of these students and your word, that, Lord, their hearts would be turned to you. God, help us to be faithful and to do that which you called us to do, and ask to share the gospel. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, brother. Good morning, all. I'm going to raise this thing up a little bit, or I'll bang it three or four or five times before... Okay. Well, Brother Matt chose the songs this morning, which uh, I'm very thankful. So let's join each other by standing and singing Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound, 330. We'll do four verses, and it's probably not what you expect. Free. 
Good morning. Our missionary moment for uh, today involves a couple that um, live in Calgary, Canada. Uh, when Brother Jim asked me to do this, I said, well, you know, what's going on here? Um, and this couple, uh, Aaron and um, I can't even pronounce her last name. I mean, their our first name, Obai um, Amabevo. Um, they were a couple that helped us while we were in Calgary last summer. And we have a team that is going, well, what, maybe three teams this summer going to Calgary, and they will be working with this couple and their two sons. Um, what they do is um, uh, they lead a uh, church called Impact Church, and the church is planted in an area that uh, has a lot of immigrants in it. Um, they're um, surrounded by uh, Hindu, uh, Muslim, Sikhs, and many other uh, world religions. And it is this couple through this church uh, that bring the light of the gospel to, um, to this community. Um, they've organized um, soccer camps. They've uh, organized backyard Bible schools, uh, which uh, Ella and I got to participate in, and my brother Jim as well. Um, so uh, we ask you today to pray for Aaron and um, his family as they lead the Impact Church in Calgary, um, Canada. Let's pray for them. Father, we thank you uh, that you have called people to be lights in communities. We pray for Aaron and uh, his family as he uh, leads his family, but also as he leads the church, the Impact Church. Give them grace, give them mercy, but Father, give them opportunity to present the gospel to those who um, have never heard it and who um, desperately need it. And Father, help us to be like them, uh, missionaries in our own community. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Real quick, just a brief announcement. I just wanted to let everybody know uh, Miss Janet Carter was able to come home today, and so they're in the process of releasing her. And so also uh, don't forget our offering. Uh, we have an offering place down in the front. You can also give online and as well. And don't forget also after our service today, we have a special love offering for our Central Kid Camp. Uh, so please, uh, please give how the Lord may lead you. And so, but with that, we're going to have Miss uh, Charlotte Myers come and lead us in our first song. And so, come on up. And I'm going to ask everyone that we would stand. Thank you. Hey. After this, then Martha's singing the song, and then you'll do the next one. song we could ever sing worthy of every breath we could ever breathe worthy of every breath we could ever breathe we live for you we live for you 
Jesus, the only one who could ever save. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe, we live for you. Oh, we live for you. Holy, there is no one like you. There is none beside you. Open up my eyes in wonder and show me who you are and fill me with your heart and 
Um, everyone, please stand and join me for another song.
It's awesome to see the students use their gifts for the Lord. And I tell you, Charlotte helps lead us on some Wednesday nights as well in the youth. And it's always a blessing to, to see what, you know, to see students use their gifts for the Lord because that's what God desires for them to do. And God desires for you as well to use the gifts he's been given, given to you to do the same. And so as we come now to hear camp testimonies, uh, and then I'll come up and say a brief word at the end. But before we do that, we got a video we're going to show you. And then our first uh, person to come up will be uh, Miss Brianna Miller. And so, but enjoy this video. Which way are we going with it? Let's go. Y'all gonna break it? I said to get a dolly. Y'all didn't want to get a dolly. I was going to get one, but y'all didn't want me to. Remember he's a tony. His body broken
Hi guys, so I wrote a story about our first night of camp. It was um, very horrific. Okay, so it was a dark and cloudy night as we went to our room. Everything felt off. We looked up towards our room and it was pitch black. When we got to the room, we turned the doorknob and the door wouldn't open. <laughs> we started to panic, frantically pulling and pushing the door. Suddenly the elevator door opened and out walked the dorm police, AKA my mother. She noticed the struggle up ahead and ran towards us. Everyone talked over each other, trying to be heard as she fought with the door. <laughs> MJ pulled up next to her and announced, door one, floor zero. I'm sorry. Um, she, was eventually <laughs> she was eventually able to pry it open and we flooded inside. Everyone was getting ready when they heard a high-pitched scream. We rushed over to the desk as Millie pointed with a look of horror in her eyes. We slowly turned our heads and saw the ants. They were everywhere. Mary quickly ran to her desk and picked up a bottle of perfume. We were stunned. What was perfume going to do? She came back over and started spraying the ants. They spread out, but they were no match for her. Soon, the only thing left was a pile of ants. As terrifying as that was, her room smelled really good all week. But other than that, my camp experience was amazing. We got to share the love of Jesus with the Chattanooga community by serving at the Bethlehem House. We had an amazing speaker who taught us tips for praying, and we got to hear a testimony from a kid who was a compassion kid. Um, I think this experience helped me grow in my faith. Thank you, guys.
Hi, my name is Millie. I'm going to be talking about some of the things I learned and discovered at my amazing week at Covenant College. Okay, I have a list. Okay, number one, if you do not have bug spray and ants are invading your room, perfume works as a great backup and leaves your room smelling great. Okay, number two, if you beat Charlotte in Uno, no matter how late at night it is, she will scream and wake everyone up by accident. Okay, number three, do not let a certain Brianna Miller drink caffeine after a certain hour or it will affect your sleeping time too. Okay. And lastly, most importantly, I learned a lot about my relationship with Jesus. As most of you know, I've grown up in this church my entire life, so I've always considered myself a Christian. However, this camp has allowed me to see my faith and my life and the way I live my life from a different perspective. I've learned that no matter how many times you read a scripture, you can always see something you didn't before. I've also learned that perspective on life can completely change everything. For example, going into a camp, I was upset because looking at the other version of campers, they got to play games and had fun, had have fun while we were working at a church and cleaning it and doing all this yard work. But soon I realized how much more fulfilling it was to help the local community and impact their lives instead of a few games I would forget about within a matter of minutes. I learned that when I changed my perspective from negative to positive, so did my attitude and overall happiness. We love camp so much, we decided to continue our Bible study by meeting once a week. Thank you to everyone who made it possible for me to go to camp. So, to be honest, I wrote a whole paper about this, and I could not find it this morning. But, um, as you can see on the screen, the views there were just so beautiful. It was just... I don't know how to say it, jaw-dropping, really. Just to see that God created all that, I feel like that like, really helped, like the camp was on a mountain, just looking out and seeing all of God's beauty. Um, so that's one thing I wanted to talk about, the views, because it was just so gorgeous, as you see in the video, too. So the ants were definitely a very big problem. Uh, they were all over our room, and my perfume bottle was like from filled to here to here. Um, so we did a, there were two options to do church, serve or connect. Our church was serve with one other church, and then the other churches were all connect. I was upset going into camp because I wanted to do connect because we got to play games all day and we wouldn't have to be in the sun. Like, we got to play water games while it's hot outside. But later into the camp, I really, I think, I don't know, it just spoke to me that we were able to help so many children at the Bethlehem Center. And seeing the look on the workers' face after we were done with everything was just really amazing. I love, they told us thank you immediately. It was just so wonderful seeing how that could affect somebody's life. Um, at Generate by Wine 360, we haven't done this camp before. Um, I really liked it because all the people there were so, so friendly. You could not pass a single person and they wouldn't say, tell you hi and how you were doing. <clears throat> it was just a very fun experience. I loved camp. The theme of the camp was lost and found and I feel like that really um, was just a very good theme for somebody who's grown up into church, knowing that you could be lost, but you're always gonna be found. I really, I really love this camp. Thank you to everybody who made it possible for me to go.
Hi everyone, my name is Chase and I was one of the uh, kids that went to Generate. Generate taught me that like the me like not like the memo that was the thing it was lost and found. And it basically meant when you're lost from God, you can never you can always be found. And I was lost and I ended up being found by God when I was there. And the Bethlehem Center that we went to uh, for it was like I think it was 10:30 in the morning and we stayed there till about 3. And um, we uh, helped out, and we cleaned up. We uh, we um, did, we helped in the garden, and we uh, pick we put stuff in the trash can. And one of the mo one of the uh, the best thing about the Bethlehem Center was just uh, you know helping out the kids that were that were coming into the that, that was coming in there, and. Um, And uh, yeah, and all the kids that were all the kids that were coming in there after the summer, and we uh, and then afterwards when we were done, we got to play basketball, which is really fun. Uh, there was two counselors I met there. Uh, one of their name was Mar was Mark, and the other one was uh, Seth. Mark he uh, he he had to leave like early on Saturday, but he helped me get he helped me um, he just talked to me and made me made me feel welcome there. And Seth he had a really great story. He uh, he was in compassion. If you don't know what compassion is, it's uh, where you you get you have you get it you take like you go to a church and uh, you you get pictures taken of yourself and then you uh, and they send it somewhere to like a, either like yeah like a church camp or like a church or something and you can sponsor them. And Seth, he was one of the uh, the compassion kids and he ended up getting sponsored and uh, basically just provided him a toothbrush, pillow, blanket, all that, and. Um, and he ended up, uh, so and then he ended up, that's when he knew, that's when he knew that God was in his life and he could, uh, and he could follow Jesus Christ. Thank you. Um, hello, I am Callie. And I went to youth camp. When I first went, I was like really nervous because I went to Centric Kid for like four years, but this is my first time ever going to youth camp. And it didn't help that I had a sister going, which I didn't want her to go. <laughs> but it was really great and I'm happy I got to go. Some of my favorite parts were worshiping and making friends. Um, at camp, our church group could choose to do Connect or Serve, which Connect, Mary kind of already said, is where you play games and do other stuff. But when you serve, um, we went to a school also known as like the Bethlehem Center for kids who didn't have like the best at home life. And um, we like did a lot of gardening and just moving things around there, which was like the garden, which y'all saw on the slideshow, looked really great and it was also really fun to just like it's fun to spend time with friends and do it and it was just really fun um and in our breaks we also there was a basketball court there which was super fun playing games and we could also eat some of the fruit that they grew there um which was fun but i'm just really happy i got to go and it was a great experience There were not that many ants.
My name is Laura Miller. I had the privilege of being the female chaperone at youth camp this year, um, and that was really great. So the kids have mentioned this youth camp was a little bit different than ones in the past. It was our first time going to Generate, but they also had two different tracks. There was the Connect track, which is similar to what the youth have done in the past, where they choose areas of interest, whether it be arts and crafts or sports, and those games are tied back into the theme for the week and the gospel. Our track this year was the serve track. So that is a fancy church word for work. So instead of doing the games during that block of time during the day, we went to the Bethlehem Community Center and did whatever they needed that done that day, whether that be um, weeding their pollinator garden, there were some kids that deep clean their kitchen. Um, <laughs> uh, and I think that really sank in on day two because day one, everybody was excited. Day two, we went to our worship in the morning and they announced that the serve groups were going to go to their serve location and everybody else was going to have water day. And so, there were some processing of that on the trip down the mountain into Chattanooga. Um, there were some thoughts and, and we expressed those thoughts in the van, but I will say once we got there, I really didn't hear much about it. And these kids can have fun whatever they do. A lot of times it's loud and almost always it's messy, but whether they're cleaning or gardening, they will have fun doing it. And it was a blessing to see um, we were able to, Matt was able to kind of talk to them later about why he had chosen the serve camp. And a lot of them said that they were glad that we had done that because we got to be like Jesus. And Jesus didn't come and play games. He came and served other people. So um, I would like to thank Pastor Matt for choosing that track for us, knowing likely he would get some pushback. But... His heart really is for these kids to grow in their walk with the Lord, and that's what happened at camp. Well, I hope you are encouraged by those testimonies of camp, and I just want to encourage you to continue to be praying for the students as they are back home, and like Millie shared, they have started meeting on Mondays for Bible study, and and I tell you what's awesome is, I think last Monday was the first one after Bible study. They didn't just go home. They said, hey, why don't we go pray for people? And they pretty much did share Sunday by themselves. I wasn't there. And go and pray and talk with people about Jesus. So students are leading the way, I believe. Students are the church of today. And so when we look at our commitment to Christ... One, we should be challenged by that as well. And so, because our walk with Christ is highly important. Yes, we come to church. Yes, we say we believe. But our life is to produce fruit that shows what we are committed to and to the work of Christ. And so, I want to encourage you real quick, if you would, turn with me to Acts chapter 4. Sorry, I didn't have the slides on there. You won't find that. Um, but... Turn with, turn with me to Acts chapter 4, and I want to share with you a passage that I have read and I have challenged students with as well. And this is 
as Miss Laura shared with you, uh, you know, there, before I pick a camp, I, you know, I want to see who the speaker is. I want to know what it's about. I want to know, you know, what are we going to be doing? And so I take a lot of thought into it. And so when I, when the Lord, when I was in my quiet time, this passage had came upon, you know, I had read it several times before, but like the student shared, you can read something multiple times, but yet for whatever reason, it doesn't stick with you at that moment. But before, months before we'd ever left for camp and doing Share Sunday, this was something that the Lord had shared with me, and I just want us to be able to uh, look at this passage in Acts 4 for a little bit, and uh, let's talk about it. So, uh, if you would please stand as we read the Word of God. And so, we're going to look at Acts chapter 4, verses 1 through 4. It says, While they were speaking to the people, the priest, the captain of the temple police, and the Sadducees confronted them. Because they were annoyed that they were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection of the dead, so they seized them and took them into custody until the next day, since it was already evening. But many of those who heard the message believed, and the number of the men came to about 5,000. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for what you're doing in the lives of students. God, we thank you that so long ago, the way that the message of the gospel is carried out is through speaking is through going up to someone and telling them about Jesus. God, it doesn't change today what you have called us to do. Lord, help us to be faithful to continue on just as the early church did. Thank you for this time together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. May 28, 2023. I don't know where you were at or uh, at that time, but this headline came out. A two-year-old North Korean was sentenced to life in prison after officials found a Bible in the toddler's parents' possession. Think about that. Because a Bible was in the possession of someone, the parents and a two-year-old toddler were sentenced to life in prison, the North Korean prison. You know, it kind of really sets the tone for, you know, do we truly believe what we say we believe? You know, if something like that was to happen, where would we fall? What would we do? You see, in Acts chapter 4, Peter and John are faced with that situation, right? If you remember in Acts chapter 3, they had just healed the lame man. And instead of people rejoicing and, and, and praising God for what a miracle they have just seen, we see that there's those who are upset, the religious leaders, because... They are doing what? They're preaching and teaching people in the name of Jesus. So, we go on to see in verse 8 of chapter 4, it says, Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit, and he said to them, Rulers of the people and elders, if we are being examined today about a good deed done to a disabled man by what means he has healed, let it be known to all of you and all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by this man is standing here before you healthy. The Jesus, this Jesus is a stone rejected by the builders who has become the cornerstone. And then if you remember verse 12 of, of Acts chapter 4, there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to the people by which we must be saved. If you remember last week, Pastor Jim spoke on John chapter 14, verse 6. 
Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And then we see in Acts 4, chapter, verse 12, Peter said, there is no salvation in no one else. You see, this truth is absolute. There is no other way to receive eternal life through, except through Jesus Christ. When we look at the importance of sharing the gospel, you see, it's not knowledge that brings salvation. You can know these things, but it requires a life of surrender by placing your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. You see, James tells us that the demons know, and yet they tremble. You see, it's more than just a knowledge base. I heard a professor said one time, you can miss heaven by, you know, eight, ten inches. You can know it up here, but you can miss it down here. You see, we have to know not only the truth of the gospel, but the gospel has to transform us, and we have to know the gospel as we live it out. You see, Peter and John have been arrested. If you go to verse 13, it says, When they observed the boldness of Peter and John and realized that they were what? Look at it, uneducated and untrained men. They were amazed and recognized that they had been with who? Jesus. That's the difference maker. They had been with Jesus and they knew Jesus. They had been changed by Jesus. You see, they had been labeled, oh, those are the Jesus people, the Jesus followers, the Jesus freaks, you know, for my DC Talk fans. But they had been labeled, but yet they had boldness because they had been with Jesus. I had a professor say this one time. He said, if you've been with Jesus, then you can't help but tell people about Jesus. You see, probably the biggest thing for us Christians today is we need to be spending more time with Jesus. And it says less time on our phones, less time doing other things. And maybe that requires you to make sacrifices that you need to cut out of your life because you feel you're too busy already. We have to make time for Jesus. We have to be sure that when we are spending time with Jesus that we are, we are praying, we are asking, we are allowing ourselves to be what? In a place to where we can learn and be transformed by the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Peter and, and John... They're, they're, you know the story, they, they are released later, but after they've been released, they continue to pray for boldness. If you go to Acts chapter 4, you look at verse 29. They are with other believers now, and it says in verse 29, And now, Lord, consider their threats, and grant that your servants may speak your word with what? All boldness. That your servants may speak your word with all boldness while you stretch out your hand, for healing and signs and wonders and performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Peter and John were threatened. Their life was on the line. They were told if they were to do this again, they were to receive a beating. But yet, they pray, God, not for the beatings to, to not happen, but they pray for, Lord, just consider these threats. But yet, Lord, give us boldness to share. Boldness to share Jesus. Because why? One of the things at camp that our camp pastor spoke on was all conversations matter. Peter and John could have avoided this whole situation, right? If chapter 3, if they just ignored the lame man. If they would have walked by and, and, and Peter would have never have talked to the guy who was asking for money. 
But what? Peter saw a person in need. Not necessarily financially need, but spiritual need. You see, Peter had a conversation with someone that ended up putting him in a place where he was having to now pray, God, I've been, my life has been threatened, but you know what? It's worth it. Give me boldness to keep sharing Jesus. You know, and I challenge the students daily, share Jesus with someone. You know, every, the last Sunday of every month, we have Share Sunday. Why? Because we have to make it a practice in our life to share the gospel. I'm not saying, hey, students, go stand out there with a megaphone. And, you know, for, for some that works. But we're called to go share the gospel. Ask how we can pray for people. Share Jesus by simply doing four things. And so at camp, this is a, an evangelism method that was shown to us. And, and I've shown it to the students before. And I want to show you all as well. And so, before everyone leaves here, some are asking, what is this? Here is a way, easy way, that anyone can share the gospel with someone. Now, don't tell me, well, Matt, I haven't been given the gift of evangelism. I said, that's okay. I haven't either. But we're called to share. We're called to go. And so, students have done it. Students can do it. You can do it. And so, the first thing that you see on this little wristband is you're going to see a heart. Now, what does that heart universally stand for? Love. So you ask the person, hey, what does this heart mean? Love. You're right. God loves you. And you tell a person, hey, God made you. God loves you. God wants you. If you're here today and you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, can I tell you that God loves you? That he wants you? That he cares for you? And we ask ourselves then, well, on the next step of the bracelet, we see the division symbol. You know, for if you remember those days of math, I know maybe some of us try to forget them, but we remember what? What does this sign mean? To divide, right? Sin divides us, it separates us from God. And so because our sin separates us from God, we cannot receive salvation on our own. Because why? Sin infects us. It separates us. In Romans 6, 23, it tells us that what? Sin is, 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 we are, it is the wage, or all have sinned, fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 3, 23, but Romans 6, 23, for the wage of sin is what? Death. But, and this is where hope comes in, but the gift of God is eternal life through who? Jesus. Jesus rescues you from your sin. We have to come to the realization through the work of the Holy Spirit that we need saving, that we need to be rescued. See, God saw us in our sin, and he said, you know what? We could easily walk by, and, 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 you know, and God could have, started, could have started over if he wanted, but he didn't. He said, hey, they're in sin. They need to be rescued. So Jesus came to save us. Romans 5, 8, Jesus died for us, right? How did we know that God loves us. He demonstrated that love for us. And then Jesus rose again so that you could share in the victory over sin and death. And then lastly, the question mark. Will you believe? Will you come to Jesus today? Will you confess your sins and trust God to forgive you? Romans 10 13, I want to read it to you real quick. 
Perhaps some of you are familiar with it. I'm going to back up a little bit and read a couple, or nine through ten. It says, If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. One believes with the heart resulting in righteousness, and one confesses with the mouth resulting in salvation. For the scripture says, Everyone who believes on him will not be put to shame. Since there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, because the same Lord of all richly blesses all who call on him, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That is a promise from the Lord. You will be saved. So I encourage you again, knowledge does not bring salvation, but we see it is a, the act of confessing, believing, and trusting in Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And so, I want to ask everyone here, if, if that's something that you have done, then praise God. If you have asked Christ to be your Lord and Savior, and you know without a shadow of doubt, if you were to die today, you'd go to heaven. But what about the person next to you? What about the person behind you? Do you know? What about the, when you go out to eat lunch later, your waiter, your waitress? Do you know? And so, I want to challenge you. We got these bracelets here. I know some of you, maybe these bracelets are too small or too big. But you know what? It's a gift that you can give to someone as a reminder. And have this paper with you. Say, hey, can I share with you what these little symbols mean? And so, as Brother Mike comes and we play our last song, the Invitational Hymn, you know, nothing but the blood. It's nothing but Jesus is what's going to save you. And so I hope you were encouraged today by the students, and I hope you were encouraged by the fact that God loves you, and he rescued you. And so as we sing this last song, I want to invite you, if you haven't trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, would you come down in the, here in a little bit as we sing, and let's talk about that. Let's talk about making Jesus your Lord and your Savior today. Brother Mike. Real, real quick, um, when we leave here, I'm going to ask students, you'll stand at each door and hold a box and make sure every uh, person leaves gets one, all right? Thank you. Stand.
Good morning. Brittany Howe has an announcement about BBS. Good morning. Um, this last week we had the opportunity to host um, several kids for Vacation Bible School. Um, our theme was Twists and Turns and our uh, scripture was Psalm 25-4 which says, Teach me your way, O Lord, show me your paths. Um, and it was all about trusting God and how trusting God will change your life. Um, so we had about 65 kids each night on average, which is incredible. It was really great to see all of them here. Um, and several uh, indicated that they prayed to accept God into their life. So if we can just keep praying for them, that we can encourage them to keep um, on that pathway. And we also had the opportunity through our penny wars and through our missions to raise money and um, some other items for Life Changes Pregnancy Support Center. Um, and so we were able to raise a little over $300. So their kids did a great job raising money for that. Um, so thank you guys for all of your prayers for last week. Um, it ended up being a great week. Thank you. steal your thunder. Hey, um, also remember we got our uh, Centricate offering uh, this morning as well. So, but before we do that, I'm going to go ahead and ask students, uh, go ahead and, and grab a box and go to an exit. There's already some back there. And let's, if we can get also uh, those of you who are going to Centricate, if you can, do we got some extra offering plates out there? You know? Oh, okay. All right. And so um, while you grab a bag, um, you know, Please be sure to, you know, be a blessing to these uh, younger ones who are heading out. So, thank you so much. As Matt said, as you exit today, there'll be a center kid offering being taken up. There's 12 of us, 10 kids and two adults leaving in the morning, so keep us in your prayers. Building and Grounds will have a meeting at the piano shortly after the service. The youth have left, but I wanted to thank them for sharing with us. Prayer request, Miss Janet Carter is on her way home. Jay Wells is our custodian. His son went to the ER last night. Let's keep him in our prayers. Steve Williams, he was the son of Papa George Williams and Joe Lynn Williams, longtime members of our church. He passed away in Oklahoma. Let's keep that family in our prayers. I know several people from my school that are on mission trips. One lady in particular went to Belize. Please keep these people in your prayers as they went to a foreign country to spread the love and gospel of our Lord. As fate would have it, today is June the 11th. When I think of early dates in June, the first one that comes to mind is June 6th, D-Day. I think of June the 8th, the day a simple country boy left for basic training at Fort Sill. I think of June 7th, the day my son Jonathan was diagnosed with cancer. But I'm here to tell you, during times of war and uncertainty and disease, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, he is still on his throne. Let us pray. Our gracious Lord, we thank for these students that went to this camp, that you have spoke to their hearts and opened their minds to serve you. We pray for those going to center kid. We pray for those on other mission trips. Pray for those that have lost loved ones, they'd be comforted. Those that are sick, that they would receive healing. Be with Brother Jim and Samantha on their trip. Just thank you for all your blessings, and thank you for being the God of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Amen. <laughs>